superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Ladies, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Tom Brady's retiring. Oh my God, I can't believe it. The Rich Eisen Show. I love that I've been able to do it for as long as I've had. I love the game and I love being out there with my teammates. Touchdown Tampa Bay! What a great throw by Brady! Earlier on the show, ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham. Coming up, New York Giants head coach Brian Dable. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, hour number three of this Rich Eisen show is on the air. A lot of Tom Brady talk today as he made it official that he is retiring. Later on in this uh, hour, uh, I hand things off to the resident Rich Eisen show masshole. Uh, Chris Brockman <laughs> will take to the microphone and talk about his love for Tommy and uh, and uh, and place his top seven Tom Brady top moments seven. of all time in his figurative duck boat and and roll it out um that's what we will do and uh, that will come up on this program in this hour we already talked to kurt warner uh pro football hall of famer um who you know took on tom brady in brady's first super bowl patrick mahomes took on tom brady in his last super bowl and in between brady took out mcnab uh, Jake Delhomme first. No homie. Okay, and then uh, ran into an Eli speed bump for a couple, and then um, Malcolm Butler picked off Russell Wilson on the goal line, and Tom today, won. The anniversary of is that is that today. right? And Seven that and that started off um, another run for Tom Brady. He won four of his seven rings after he turned the age of 37. Again, that (laughs) is what, in my mind, separates Brady from everyone else. I know Eli got him twice, Foles and the Eagles got him once, but he's seven and three in Super Bowls. The fact that there's a seven there and you add it together, there's a 10, is really um, quite something. But it's the after the age of 37 that is separates Tom Brady forevermore with everyone else. That he got back there as late as he did in his career and continued to get back there as late as he did in his career. And he went 4-1 and one in Super Bowls after turning 37. That's crazy. The number of people who only get to the Super Bowl once, twice, three times... You know, again, we had Kurt Warner on in hour number three, and he's not usually very passive-aggressive, but you did hear how he mentioned about how incredible it is that Brady got to, to 10, and he's like, Breeze got to one, Aaron Rodgers got to one, I was fortunate to play in three. I, I Did you see how he kind of <laughs> just put that one in there? But it truly is incredible, and we're, we're talking a lot about Tom Brady today. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial, but we turn to the phone lines. I don't believe I've ever spoken to this man or interviewed this man, and he holds a... A, uh, a position in my old hometown that so many people are excited about and counting on him to return uh, the great uh, big blue New York Giants franchise to the top of the podium. And he is the new head coach of the New York Giants, Brian Dable. How are you, Brian? Good, Rich. How are you? I'm Thanks do- for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Uh, uh, my pleasure. I, all right. So uh, I, I promised my audience I would start this way, and I, and I will. Uh, all right. Uh, you have to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen. Go. Go. You start. Can yeah. You- yeah. Well, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to do that. Um, right. We're just going to work with Daniel. I think that's unfair to – you know, obviously, I just left Josh and, and I've come in here, and Daniel's his own guy. Josh is his own guy. You know, we have a long way to go. We got to build a relationship and identify the things we need to do to help Daniel. Uh, which, look, there's a lot of things we can do, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. 
uh, we need to be better at. So it, it'll be a long process, but uh, excited to work with Daniel. Obviously, I'm, uh, I, I placed my tongue firmly in cheek in our first question, and I apologize for that. I usually That's, don't no, do no that worries, with somebody. No who does. But I guess it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's definitely, you know, you're in, you're in the New York market, and I, I'm assuming that you, you've heard questions in different ways to actually shape that. And so um, what, what, what physical attributes does Daniel Jones have that you can bring the system in which Josh Allen thrived? And, and get him to have uh, results that are extremely positive for the Giants. What about sure. that? I thought Daniel did a good job his rookie year. And, look, he's had some injuries. And, again, he's had some different play callers and different head coaches. And, you know, that's through no fault of his own. It's, again, Josh's situation is, is a little bit different. It was, it was, you know, stability from the general manager, the head coach. You know, he and I worked together from his rookie year all the way until, you know, this last past season. So, again, there's a lot of variables that go in that in in terms of helping a a player improve. You know, hearing the same voice, the same system, speaking the same language, those are all things that that Daniel hasn't had yet. So, we got a long way to go with him, but we're going to try to do everything we can to, you know, put a system together that suits him. You know, he's a big, strong guy, uh, has some athletic ability, but... We're, we're a ways off uh, from that. All right, Brian Dayball here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's uh, get into um, your career. Um, sure. So you were a graduate assistant way back in the day um, with Nick Saban at Michigan State. How did you first wind up on his radar screen way back in the day? Yeah, I sent a lot of letters out. Uh, you know, a couple of their coaches, a guy by the name of Chris Kosh, ended up returning my call, brought me in for an interview. Uh, I left. I was at William and Mary at that time. Mm-hmm. Went to to Michigan State for for two years. Uh, worked for Nick and and that staff, and then ended up going to uh, the New England Patriots in 2000 when uh, Coach Saban went down to LSU. Uh, so that was my first year in the NFL. Was 2000 with with Bill, and uh, started out on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and there was a a certain uh, retiree that had just been drafted. Correct, Brian. Back in that day, uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Time? You know, I was at Michigan State, uh, and he was at Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we've, you know, I just, you know, got a great appreciation for Tom, and you know, got a really good relationship with him, and uh, he's just a, you know, obviously the best that's ever played, but also a great human being. Um, you know, we we go back and forth. We're roughly the same age. I was a couple you know, years older than him, but you know, coming from the Big Ten, and you know. Sparty land, and he was over there at the other school. Um, no offense, Rich. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. We, we ended up we ended up beating Michigan that that year, the last year as a GA. And, mm-hmm. But you know, it was him and Henson back and forth. You know, that whole year. I do remember. And I remember we we started out, we got fast, they went down, and then they ended up putting you know Henson in, and then bringing Tom back in, and Tom almost led him to a, an unbelievable comeback victory. Uh, much like he did, uh, I think it was against Alabama, 38-35 or something like that, in the Orange Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. It's correct, against Alabama, who, you know, you eventually uh, returned to Saban staff back then, yeah. uh, uh, later on in your career, Brian Dable. And, and it was, you know, a lot of the fire that Brady got built up in him at Michigan is part of the reason why, you know, there are rings on, on fingers for, for so many people. And also the defense, the offense, put it all together with Belichick uh, orchestrating it at the time. Is there anything from the Saban years, Michigan State, Alabama, and obviously uh, New England, that rests within you? And what, what could that be? What can Giants fans know that comes with your package from two of the all-time great coaches at their levels as well? Yeah, I could spend, I could spend a, a long time talking about both those guys and the influence they had on me. Just extremely detailed Great leaders, you know, understand how to build a team and, and lead a team. Uh, very, very smart you know, in terms of situational football, can coach all the positions. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you take a step back and you watch those guys, you know, the leadership really stands out of how they, you know, organize a team, build a team, lead a team, unite a team. Um, just they're they're just you know wealth and wealth and knowledge here from from both of those guys. What about the demanding of others? What about that? You because sometimes yeah. you know yeah. I'm, no, you, that, you know no I know that but that's usually every, 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 huh that's usually sometimes an issue though as a new HC comes in and and puts in a system from you know somebody and then it demands something of others that uh, you know uh, sometimes it's difficult to to command that right from the get go. 
What do you what do yeah. you well, make I, of that? I think that, and that's a good point, Rich. You know, to me, I'm going to come in and be myself. I can learn from a, a variety of people, which I have. I've been doing this for almost 25 years or uh, 21 years in the National Football League, and and have worked from some very good people. And the thing you learn as the years go by is you, know, you just better be authentic and be yourself. And and for me, it's about building relationships with the players, uh, the coaches, the support staff, and earning their trust with who I am. And once you earn your trust, you know, then the respect comes in. And once the respect comes in, then there's accountability. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, it's not going to be perfect. I understand that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to try to be myself. Of course, you're going to use lessons that you've learned along the way. But I think it's really important to be who you are. Well, I mean, and, and in terms of that, Coach Brian Dable, new head coach of the New York Giants, a few more minutes left with him here on the Rich Eisen Show. There was a um, an article that was written, I think a few months ago, talking about uh, a moment inside the locker room with you and the entire staff and members of the Buffalo Bills about making everybody sit down if they had been let go somewhere or fired somewhere. Um, and um, the only person or cut or, or released, the only person left standing in the room was Josh Allen. And then you asked yeah. him, uh, what, what did you ask him again after he was left standing? Asked him how many scholarship offers he had. You know, we were the only team uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the only teams that had no first-round draft picks on offense other than the quarterback. Uh, not at the offensive line spot, not at the receiver spot. And, look, there's expectations every year. Certainly we had them from the previous year. But I think it's important to remember where you come from. And, you know, when you're not selected in the first round or you haven't been fired, you know, there's sometimes there's, there's not a lot of obstacles that are in front of you. And I think all the guys in that room had to deal with some obstacle, adversity along the way. And, and how you deal with those things uh, makes you better. Uh, you can let it eat you up and, and worry about it and let it affect you. Or you can, you know, grab hold of it and say, yeah, and I've been through some adverse times. I've, I've had times where I haven't been at my best or ha- I wasn't picked or, you know, I was traded or cut or fired as a coach and learn from those experiences and, and hit them head on. And, uh, again, when you only have one person in the room standing um, that wasn't fired or hadn't been cut or wasn't picked in the first round and, and that person – you know, wasn't highly recruited, you know, looking at his stats in high school and had to go to JUCO and then had to go to Wyoming. That was the only spot he could go to. And then there was, you know, all this debate about whether he should have been picked or shouldn't have been picked or he's inaccurate or he's this. I think that if you remember where you come from, that you, that's a little bit of fuel. And in terms of remember where you come from, uh, is that why you drove yourself to the job? I saw that. Is it, is it true that you drive from Buffalo all the way down to New Jersey? Yeah, I did. Truck? No, that's not a bad ride, and you get you get to make some phone calls. Look, you learn when when you get an well, I've learned when you get an opportunity to to do this, which is a, a dream of mine. Uh, there's a lot of phone calls you got to return, um, and I've tried to return you know every text and every phone call that I've gotten just because I've been in that situation before where you're either looking for a job or you're trying to introduce yourself to somebody, and I just think it's important to, to be a good person and. Uh, there's a lot of phone calls made during that, you know, five and a half or six hour drive, whatever it was, a little bit longer because of some of the snow. Yeah, I bet. So you weren't listening to uh, radio, music. What do you do? I mean, you're a podcast listener. No, that, I, think, no? I think the entire ride was was phone calls. You know, maybe I threw a Biggie song on there once. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. A little uh, hypnotized. Okay. Very good. All right, coach. Go. Coach, we like it. I like it. Everybody here likes it. Um, so, so, uh, and and so, who did you call? I mean, who who from your your life that you'd be willing to share once you finally did get this job? I mean, outside of your family, well, who would you call? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I didn't have. I, I lost my grandparents this year, which were instrumental. Um, in my upbringing, you know, I didn't have a father. I had a teenage mother when I was born, and fortunately they brought us into the house and they passed away, you know, kind of back-to-back here in the middle of the season, not necessarily right at, uh, you know, it's kind of, sorry, there's some it's all right. stuff going on here. No worries. I apologize, guys. No, it's okay. Um, no worries. Yeah, so I don't have, you know, I called my mom and talked to her for a little while and uh, obviously talked to my wife, but a lot of the phone calls were made to, you know, coaches and scouts and, and people just reaching out saying congratulations um you know just try to hit those guys back all right last one for you coach now that you are sure. a head coach in the nfl and um you know 
there's a little bit more influence that comes with that. Certainly uh, when one of the gentlemen writing your checks is somebody who's so integral in the NFL and is so deep involved in the NFL, his father's nickname is on the football, and he's very tight in the competition committee world. Would you tell John Mara, I think there should be changes to the overtime rules based on the way your tenure in <laughs> Buffalo ended? Brian Dayball, what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll let those guys those mm. guys figure it out. Um, mm. you know, that's, what do you think, Obviously, What do you think of you know, that? You'd love to have another opportunity okay. if you're on the other side of it, but uh, you've know, you got to finish the job to try not to get it into overtime, but you know, I'll let those guys talk about that. So you have no opinion on the subject matter? Or you do? Or yeah, you I have just... an opinion, but I'll keep that one to myself. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rich Eisen. <laughs> All right, so I'll just have to get your number and call you on your next eight-hour yeah, road no, trip. I, I, I'll see you at the you... combine after you run your 40. Okay, that's great. You can fit me in. I'll, I, I hope so. I, I would love to, I'd love to meet you. I've heard I mean, nothing. What, what are we going to run this year? Well, um, what, are we looking, what are we looking at? Well, well, Brian, ask him if he started training yet. Uh, well, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw what he stones at glass. I'm, I'm not. I live in a glass house. <laughs> whatever that statement is, I'm not gonna get into okay, that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Whatever, uh, whatever but, his training is, it's it's out, it's much better than mine. I'll tell you that. Well, well here's the deal. Uh, let's just say the other Michigan man that you may have come across in Brady's a little bit more well conditioned at an advanced age than I am, but. Um, yeah, you got to get on that TB12 method. I know. I think. I think maybe I should do that. That's not a bad idea. Um, so let's just put it this way: uh, my best is five nine four. I'm hoping to beat that this year. I'll Coach. bet the under. All right, I appreciate that. All, all, all I just want to do is just raise as much, much money for St. Jude. But uh, yeah, you that's know, you, awesome. You know all about uh, you know charity and making sure that uh, that the, the right stuff is taken care of. Part of the reason why you're in the position where you are. And I appreciate the time, Coach. I really do. Yeah, Thank you. same here, guys. I appreciate you. you having me on. And uh, let's do this have more a great often. day. Let's do this more often. Let's do this more often. Rich, can we, can we ask Sounds Coach good. what his favorite Biggie song is, though? Okay. You want to do that? Coach, what is your favorite Biggie song? Hypnotize. Okay. I got a lot of them. You know, I, I, got, I, got, I got a lot of them on, uh, on him. Okay. Uh, Maybe I suggest kicking the door favorite. to hype up your team a little bit. Kicking the door? Kicking huh? the door, yeah. Kicking the door. Juicy's good, you know, Big Papa. All of them. There's, there's a bunch of them. Baby, baby. Okay, very good. There you, right. go. <laughs> you guys, I think you should, I think the next break, why don't you play a little biggie? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's play this out. <laughs> Look at him. That's a head coach producing. Rich, you he's know, producing. Coach is now putting me in a spot now, Rich. And you know what coaching. I mean? Very like, good. He's putting me in a spot. Yeah, he also has no idea. He's talking to a diehard Cowboy fan. So. I know, but I, but I like him right off Look the out. bat. So Look you out. Know. Look out. Look out. <laughs> Take, cake. All right, boys. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Take Coach. Care. There you go. There's Thanks, Brian Dable, everybody. What oh. a uh, total, complete delight. My goodness. There you go, everybody. Brian Dable's liking Biggie, taking unders. My kind of guy. He's <laughs> taking Brian, unders. Let's go. Brian Dable go five Super Bowl rings, man. <laughs> five. Dude, uh, you're, you're a Cowboy fan, and hearing that as the new HC of the Giants. Looks like they've... Uh, they've upgraded. They, it looks like they got a good yeah. guy there, huh? I, I saw, just Look, he's good with the media. Good with and the media, boy, man. He knows how to, he knows how to um, coach, man. Yeah. And he just won me over with his favorite rapper. So I mean, he also I referred to the other school as Michigan. I mean, my God, he's from Canada, <laughs> all right. Which is he's from Canada, and he went to William and Mary. You know, he, he, his with first coaching job is William and Mary. Two years with Saban in, in East Lansing, and he's still referring to Michigan like that. Yeah, I saw a tweet too. What's his, up with that? His first year in New England, he was paid fifteen thousand dollars, and he asked Bill, "How many hours a day am I going to work?" And Bill said, "Well, how many hours are in the day?" <laughs> How about that, man? Throw wow. his truck down. This is exactly the type of guy that New York's going to fall in love with if he wins. Oh, my gosh. Rich, don't don't glass over the whole Biggie thing with the New York fans. Because that, that's going to get out, and that's going to like okay. get him more and more fans because of the king of New York. Uh, he said Wu-Tang Clan. I'm sure he likes I mean, them, too. Yeah, they're from Staten Island. Staten yeah. Island. Shaolin. I mean, the list of New York rappers is endless. It is. It's it's endless. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your phone calls. And Chris Brockman, from a diehard New England Patriot fan, top seven Tom Brady moments of his career. That's coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Oh, yeah, here we go. Well done. Mm. Mm. As he's going down, what, uh, what is it, uh, 87? 81. 81? Yeah, 81 takes you all the way. Okay. Well, he probably went 90 to 81, and then 81 all the way to the city. The Broncos are officially in the process of being sold. Yeah, everyone's saying that number is going to be a four. Dude. <laughs> The Denver Broncos <laughs> oh my are, God. are worth that. What a brand. That, that What a brand Pat Bowenville there, huh, right? man? Oh, yeah. Starts, it's going to start with a four, huh? Start with a four. That's what everyone's kind of been okay. saying. Somebody's going to pay a lot of money. Yep. I wonder if uh, Peyton Manning's team be part is of it. To, uh, I don't know. And Elway wants to still be a part of it? Yeah, I mean, LA that would... too, yeah. I think they're in separate groups. Yeah, but are they really? Yeah, they're not on the same bidding team. Oh, boy. Do you think uh, Jake Plummer's somewhere saying, hey, what about me? Bubby Brister. <laughs> Cutler shows up with his goat. <laughs> saying you know, he'll sell some livestock to get in there. Who else, who else we got Dude, from Broncos quarterback? I will never forget that night that Cutler was backing up for his last game. Jake Plummer is getting the start that Thanksgiving night. And no matter what happened on that Thanksgiving night in Kansas City, Cutler's getting the job. And Pat Boland did not know about it until Schefter said it on television. Wow. Here's a Bill Barnwell tweet from a couple minutes ago. Pat yep. Boland bought the team in 1984. You know the price? Um, 10 million bucks? 78 million. Okay. Which would adjust to today's dollars about $209 million going to sell for over $4 billion. That's a pretty good seat at the table. That's, that's an excellent seat, and what a table it is. Yep. That's why people want to get in the NFL oh, the right most now. Most exclusive group, right, NFL yeah. owners? And also, guys, at Brockman, I've been doing some research on your quarterback numbers. I've only found two so far. Brad Sean Staubach in Super Bowl 10 and 12, and Staubach against Brian Greasy. Let's Bob, see, Bob man. Bob Greasy, uh, I'm sorry. NFL Network, NFL Network is working on it. Research Bob is Greasy working on it right now. And then we have Burrow versus Stafford. I love it. Nine versus nine. A lot of 15s, by the way. Oh, yeah. Bart Starr was 15. 15. Yeah, um, it's kind of crazy, Vince Ferragamo, is 15. That, um, yeah. It's only the second first overall versus first that's overall quarterback. That's crazy to me. Cam and Peyton Manning were yep. the first, and now here's the second. But it didn't happen for 49 years. I know. Before Cam and Peyton, I know, and we're all off. and we're all talking about pick one ninety nine today, huh? Two nines and a one. What are you into? Numerology? Numerologist? Spalding? Get your foot off the boat. Come on, it's easy to grin. When your ship comes in, you're on NBC Sports on Peacock eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Navy Federal, our friends at Navy Federal want you to know they still have your back. If you certainly need it after a very expensive holiday season, it's the first of February, but we're still paying bills from that holiday. I am sure because I'm sure you did your best to make sure everything was perfect. Navy Federal Credit Union helps you take control of your finances after holidays like this. You can get a low intro APR on their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card. Great tool to pay down debt and beyond the holidays, which we are now as well, for sure. Navy Federal has got multiple savings and investing options to help you get closer to your financial goals. They offer digital tools and educational resources to help guide your decisions. With Navy Federal, you can automate your saving and investing to put your money to work for you even as you sleep. Plus, you can buy fractional shares. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. 
Message and data rates may apply and savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I knew we'd smoke him out with Brian Dayball. Alan Dallas, you got to <laughs> like what you you got to like what you just heard, right? I love it. I, I, I love it. I, I told Brockman I, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Brian when he worked for Mangini on the Jets and back in 2007. He's always a very, very nice guy. And and he's had a, a hell of a, a assistant coach's career. And, I, and what I love about what the Giants are doing right now is that uh, they have a plan. Uh, and this for the, it seems like the GM and the head coach are going to be in lockstep and doing what they need to do. I, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. And you know he's going to—they're going to give Danny. Danny Dimes, I'll call him Danny Dimes now. They're going to give him every opportunity to be successful, which is all you can ask for right now. That's well, they got it. it the the, the clock's ticking because you're going to have to yeah. figure yeah. out do you pick up a fifth year option? Yeah. I'm assuming no. You know, I'm assuming no. Yeah, because um, you can franchise him, right? And just, well, I mean, uh, you like, just see what you got in him for this year, yeah, yeah, and you don't yeah, need cool. you don't need to spend all that money um, on a fifth year. You know, right now, uh, I mean, you, you, you they, here's the neat thing is that. With the right coach, which they certainly have on that side of the ball, and again, uh, Josh Allen is a huge human being, but Daniel Jones can run and he can throw. And if yeah. you have the similar you know, situation that the Bills had with a guy who can run and throw and a scheme that is diverse enough, even though you're not running it as much, but you do have someone like Saquon, it should work and turn around and, and work if you can protect up front. And it's, if you yeah, hit that scheme, if yeah. you hell out, if you hit the hell out of the protecting up front, the defensive side of the ball hasn't been the issue quite a bit. And no. they buy into what he's selling. Then you might be able to see midseason what's going on with Daniel Jones and and figure out what to do from there. After all of that, I think that's the plan. And then the part of the plan, if I may, and then I'll get here with your result that I think you like the most is that the owners are out of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the 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 owners will be out of it. They have guys in there that are gonna that, that are gonna come up with a plan, a scheme. They're gonna let the coach come up with you know help choose the players. Are all gonna be in lockstep, and, and and I'm looking forward to it. And like you said, the defense the defense has never been able to be graded properly because the offense stinks. Three and outs kill a defense. I wanted to say one other thing, Richard. Um, yes. You know, you were talking to Coach uh, Coach Dayball. Uh, about how you get your time down. You do realize the TB12 method, there's no booze. So no, no. red wine, no, no. you're going to have to kick out the red wine for a little while. And, you know, you see what you see what happens when you're on the TB12 method and you don't have booze. Next thing you know, you start throwing the uh, the Super Bowl trophy uh, from both <laughs> of <them. laughs> No, I, I, I know, uh, you know, I, and I appreciate the Thanks, Al. Thanks, Thanks for the Thanks. two cents on that. Uh, interesting point right there uh, about the TB12 system. When you go off it, you see what happens. That's a question now for, for, for those um, uh, Tom Brady watchers that um, I want to hit at the end of this program. I'm making a note here. Okay. I've just made a note. He gave me an idea. <laughs> but in terms of, uh, in terms of and, uh, New York Giant head coaches who will drive in a truck eight hours listening to Biggie. Um, um, so his predecessors uh, Joe Judge uh, he would never Uh, Pat Shermer uh, (laughs) Uh, Ben McAdoo he doesn't Mm. love it when you call him Big Papa no way well and McAdoo's back, by the I way. I mean, he's got, I, I know, right? In Carolina. Carolina, OC. But there he's the OC there so, in Carolina. You know, we'll see. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> New York fans. Hey, uh, Ben McAdoo's the guy who's going to turn around Sam Donald. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Tom Coughlin, right? Yeah, no. He just thinks the word biggie means, uh, you know, the, the, the type of fries you buy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, uh, Wendy's fries order. Yeah, nice. Biggie fries. Well done. Biggie. Dude. Back in the day, I was the king of, um, Wendy's. of so I was the king of fast food. Then I met my wife, and then that stopped. Yeah, Wendy's, underrated. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are you ready, Chris? I'm ready. What do you want? What music do you want for this? NFL just films like, music? Just like some what? slow, just like slow films music. Okay, there you go. I just want to pay respect. Slow to film. Why does it have to be slow? I mean, sorry, low. Yeah, what is that? Oh, low. low. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Brockman. Now, let me introduce it for you. Uh, Chris Brockman, uh, right now. Uh, with his top seven moments in the history of Tom Brady's now officially over 
22-year NFL career. Hit the music. Chris Brockman, you have the floor. All right, so, you need me to come hold that jersey up for nah, you? Nah, nah, it's good? all right. good. But like TJ, these are just my personal moments. Your mm-hmm. list might be different. Totally understand. Okay. Number seven. Let's just start last year. So why seven guys? Seven titles. So we got six Patriots. We got one Bucks. It's Of course, it's the Bucks championship parade last year. Hammer drunk. He's wearing a knee brace. He pulls up in his like $2 million boat. He throws the Lombardi trophy. It's the craziest thing of all time. His teammate Ryan Griffin is carrying him out in that famous photo. It's like the most real moment we've ever seen from Tom Brady. Uh, He was just one of us, kind of like you said the day after, Rich. It was awesome, and I'll be thinking about that forever. All right. Chris, I have that moment on my T-shirt. Right that now. you happen to wear today. It's <laughs> tremendous. Tommy throwing the, uh, I made this right. after he Number six, and this is just, maybe just I love this because it was one of the all-time great days in Boston sports history. Week six, 2013, okay. mid-October against the Saints. Saints are 5-0, and coming to Foxborough. Patriots lost the week before, got embarrassed in Cincinnati of all places. Comeback win, Tom Brady leads a two-minute drive. Throws a touchdown to Kembrell Tompkins. It's the uh, it's the famous Scott Zolak. Where's the beef? Show ponies. Radio call. Well, you have the audio. Play it. Brady's in the gun. Bolton to his left. He's got the who man on the right wing with Dobson to the right. Collie and Tompkins left. Brady throws it to the end zone for Kembrell Tompkins. Leaping. He's got it. Touchdown. Patriots. Kembrell Tompkins. Brady's back. That's your quarterback. Pull off the building. Unicorns. Show ponies. Where's the beef? Okay, so that was a 3 o'clock game. That game got moved up in the afternoon because it was game two of the ALCS that night at Fenway. The famous Ortiz Grand Slam. Uh, and and Tory Hunter flips over the the wall right. in the outfield. Right. All time Boston sports day. That's number six on my list. A lot of babies made that day, Chris. I would hope so. <laughs> number five, week 11, 27, 2007, the undefeated season in Buffalo. I'm at the game mm-hmm. with a few of my buddies for a bachelor, uh, not bachelor party, but like a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. I'm in the second row behind the Patriots bench in Buffalo. Got so many bad names I can't repeat on my <laughs> way into the stadium. You know what happens? Tom Brady hits Randy Moss four times in the first half for touchdowns. Absolute blowout win. One of the greatest games I've ever been to in my whole life. You must have been incorrigible in the second it half was for those fans. Oh, well, How is it not a fight? All the Buffalo fans left. It was only Patriots fans <laughs> left in the stadium that day. All right. All right, number four. Uh, it's the anniversary of this day, Super Bowl Forty Nine. Patriots-Seahawks, the Malcolm Butler game. Amazing pass by Tom Brady to Gronk in the first half for a touchdown. The game winner to Julian Edelman on the razor play in the left side of the end zone. One of the all-time great moments in Patriots history. Kick-started the second Patriots dynasty. Two, number three for me, also 2007, guys. Rich, you know this all too well. Final week of the season. Patriots going for 16-0. and the, the, the battle with the networks to get that game on TV so everyone can watch it nationwide. Oh, yeah. I'm at a bar in Washington, D.C. They're visiting some friends for Christmas. Tom Brady hits Randy Moss for a touchdown number 50. Touchdown number 23 for Randy Moss. Sets the all-time receiving mark. One of the great days in all of NFL history. Number two, the 2018 AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. The huge first half where the Patriots are killing it. The Chiefs come all the way back to take the lead. Tom Brady, the final drive, the the Frank Clark offsides. Uh, that was the birth of Tony Romo predicting all the plays where he called the passes to Gronk and Edelman on mm. third and long. And uh, overtime, Patriots win the toss. And you knew they were going to come down and win the game. And they did. And the number one of all time, with all apologies, to the love of my life, Saratiana, Super Bowl 51, the comeback against the Falcons. We all know 28 to 3. The Boston Globe had printed up an early edition of Brady on the ground watching the pick six uh, to make it 28 to 3. And then the comeback was on. And uh, like number two moment uh, when the Patriots won the toss in overtime, you knew they were going to come down and win the game. 
And that's uh, my top seven. Well Tom done. Brady that was the Boston job, knee, knee party as well, Boston right? Boston knee party. That was the, the, yeah. the, the Edelman catch. The great Edelman catch and the, and the sack. Uh, well the, the Dante Hightower moment. And James White arguably could have been MVP of that game. But, of course, it went to Tom. And Now, look, and, uh, these are all. So per- many great moments. Obviously, these are all personal to you. Um, clearly, you know, you're throwing the Red Sox in there because. And, and, it, and I, I like that you put one of those in as your seven moments because Brady's ascendancy was at the same time, uh, you know, when the Red Sox were doing what they were doing and, uh, you know, eliminating the curse and the Celtics won and the Bruins won. And it really was a whole big Boston sports party. So having one day in there like that is great. I'm a little surprised by number two because, you know, I, I would you know, think that would not top. Of a, it's your own list, but the the first one, the first one has got to be in. I mean, that, I, I guess. I know, and just, I know he didn't light it up. Yeah, and, the, and, I, and know, I, guess, I know, I know, I thought about putting just know, the but, final drive, but there was nothing really spectacular about the final drive. I guess the that's, only. But that's the whole point is the boring is the I don't know. go bro, broke making a profit. And we just saw and Mahomes. Just, and, and John Madden talking about how they should play for overtime. No, I know that. Mahomes you know, just missed an opportunity. As Kurt Warner said in hour number two is the number of times that he had stuff in front of him and a play that he should have made and he didn't because, you know, he kept on trying to go to Spinal Tap 11 when yeah. 10 was enough. Right. And Brady knew exactly when to do that and when not to do it. Almost all the time. It was just always stunning if he ever made some sort of mistake forcing it in and end the game because of that. Like, honestly, those things stuck out like the proverbial sore thumb. The thing about that you know? first Super Bowl too, Rich, I was a senior at, at Syracuse and I won the squares that year. Because I had Patriots zero <laughs> and and ran the top seven. seven then. <laughs> that was the only time I've ever won in my whole life. One you should put that in. One there. of those squares things. Then how does that not make the list? Yeah, you, I mean that's personal. You should put that. I don't that know. In I literally there. just remembered that. But I, hey, I Chris, told the, story. the great thing about all these personal things is, as soon as we put this on Twitter well, and YouTube, tell me how all wrong. these people are going to tell you like, how could you not do this, uh, right? So you have that to look forward no, to. But I loved your list, dude. To 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 take Tom Brady's career and boil it down to seven unicorns. Show ponies. And, where's the beef? Where's right? the beef? Rich, <laughs> Rich you said it. The beef, you man. said it a lot, but this guy's fandom over the last twenty years—it's really—it's first of all, it's disgusting. I think for us, but it's kind of unparalleled. Like, of course it, it is, dude. Man. And another thing about your list too yeah. is that you know what's on it, and I know that what helped make it is because oh, it was a great. huge day. And that, you know, for sport, Boston sports and it's fun with Zolak's calls yeah, or whatever. And the, or, and the Ortiz. The nut, like, uh, you know, you have Moss in there and why not? Easily the best receiver he ever threw to. Without a doubt. Without question. And they didn't even win that year. All right. But the number of, number of times that he won with the Kenbrell Tompkinses of the oh, world. You know, David Patton. David you know, Patton. Troy, oh, Troy Brown. But those, but those guys, those, yeah, but. David Givens. I, I mean, those guys David were, Givens. but those guys were. You know, good players that became terrific sure, players. But they weren't. Ranked I mean, there were some other players that you've just you know didn't do anything anywhere else, and probably wouldn't have done anything anywhere else. And the number of times that Tom had to make do, and then the chicken salad is the greatest chicken salad in the history of chicken salad making. He's the greatest chicken salad chef in the history of chicken salad. <laughs> Uh, you and know, he probably doesn't even eat chicken salad. There should be a doesn't. low calorie TB12 chicken salad. You're welcome, Tom. Hey, Rich, now that it's official, you think he'll actually try a Subway sub? <laughs> just like, I mean, just, just see. Like, like a car? Uh, which leads, me, which leads me to the, the stirring conclusion of this program. A, 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 question about his, a, a question about him and what usually happens with other retirees in the NFL. I'm going to hit on that. And then uh, some more of your phone calls. And then I do want to finish up on the day that he's retired about um, the NFL Network. And... Um, and and his, you know, it gets emotional because I, I, everybody, we, we always, a lot of people have been marking time with, with Tom. And it's interesting I would even use that phrase, but we'll, we'll get to that when we come back. Don't miss uh, the end of our program, essentially, and we'll set up the rest of the week next on The Rich Eisen Show.
Do not miss every medal, every moment of the Winter Olympics beginning February 3rd on NBC and right here on Peacock streaming every single day. All of my friends and colleagues that we did Tokyo Gold with together during the summer, they're getting that band back together. Winter Gold will be the daily highlight show. Adnan Verk will be hosting that. Uh, I will be here as well. I might pop in on that show uh, just to... Say hi to the friends. What a great time we had this summer. What a great coverage Peacock had for the Olympics this summer, and they're ready to do it again for the Winter Olympics. Oh, and by the way, have the Super Bowl, too. You crushed it last summer, bro. It was so much fun. Yeah, you really did. And it's so much fun, and Winter Gold is going to be just like uh, Tokyo Gold, where every medal, you're going to see it in some way, shape, or form. Dan Steer and Julie Fromm and the rest of that producing staff is just the best, and they're nuts. <laughs> because in a good they, way? An, oh, yes, in a good way. They're like, if somebody won a gold, we're going to see it. You're going to either see a highlight of it, you're going to see it in, in, a, in a, a montage called Metal Mash. You're going to see every single gold will be shown to you. That's what's up. You know, in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, and then we were seeing, we were watching last night. Um, um, Zan saw the, uh, the commercial for the opening ceremonies. He's like, I want in on that. I'm like, okay, great. So we'll watch that. It's coming. There it is. Here it is. It's it this is. very week. Winter Olympics. Which sport would you do if you could do one? In the winter? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I got to think. Here's the one I would do. If I could do it. If I could do it. If I could do it. The ski jump? That's a I'm good not, one, man. You're like literally flying. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Um, one word. One word. One word. And the word is luge. Yeah. If I was doing, if I was doing the not uh, skeleton, obviously, because that's your face first. Yeah. If I was doing this show, um, the winter um, uh, gold show, it would be my luge minute. <laughs> oh, oh. It'd be the version right, of right. my shuttlecock minute. Right, luge, course, I just the word course. luge, the word luge. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't get enough of it. It sounds like a cheese. It sounds like a, or <laughs> or it sounds, or it sounds like a mood. You know what I mean? Luge. Yeah. Or like uh, a very luge. Like you could walk up to somebody. Do you luge? <laughs> or it's like a color, like a, a lose, shade bro? of white. Bro, do you even lose? Do you even lose? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, there's so many that's different ways t-shirt. for it. Do you even lose? Do you bro? even lose, bro? Yeah, that's a good t-shirt. You're welcome. That's a good t-shirt. You know, Winter Olympics is tough, man. Like you know, my Loosh. people don't tend to have a tendency not to like the cold. So I don't know, man. I, I'm not really into the winter aspect too much. It's a little freezing out there. Biathlon. By you, you, your your people, you mean East Coasters? Yeah, people from Altoona. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Just want to write that down. <laughs> right here on Peacock, everybody. All right. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Here's a question about Tom Brady. Uh, there's a phrase that Dan Patrick, who uh, um, I love, adore. His show precedes us every single day here on NBC Sports on Peacock. He refers to people being big in the community. And when he does that, it's kind of a phrase about, you know, uh, letting yourself go a little bit sometimes. Okay. And, Not a compliment. And a lot of NFL yeah. players get big in the community when they retire. <laughs> what is the over-under on number of cheats, cheat days Tom Brady will allow himself now? And what's the over-under on weight gain between now and one year from now? Can you set that line? It's low. I mean, Do you take the over or under? Does he weigh more or less one year from now, Tom Brady? He'll, he'll weigh more because yes. he's not training as much. Slightly. Okay. But it's not going to be, you know. Under 10. For sure. Under 10 LBs? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's like, not going to just like show up somewhere after we haven't seen him in three three months and go, wow, Tom no. uh, Tom really, is, he's, he's on the TB50 system. <laughs> I hope he you gets know? fat. Absolutely not. He's not. There's no way this guy's getting not, fat. Not going to happen. No way. <laughs> he's got a clothing line to sell. Uh, just that true. alone. And exactly. also, he's got Maybe a tall. supermodel wife. So Number of cheat know. days. Oh, yeah. Number of cheat days. Like per month? Per month. Like I think he had one a year. Like you saw it, he threw he threw a trophy right, from right, one boat I mean. to another on his one cheat day for the well, year. So, Rock does one a week. Yeah, so, so I think even the Rock does one a week. I think it's like one a month. What's the Rock's cheat day like? What is he? Oh, have, like one scoop of ice cream. No, no, no. Oh, no. He he, for it? yeah, it's about pancakes. ten pounds worth of food. Yeah, he posted. It's, a, it's he crazy. loves. He'll really? French toast with peanut, peanut butter, butter slathered on it, really? pancakes. He'll eat a whole pizza. He'll eat a whole pizza. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's outrageous. He and does it on Sunday. Has some Terramana vodka or tequila, tequila. with everything. Damn. And, yeah, his cheat meals <laughs> are ridiculous. But he also needs all that fuel for yeah, you know, he's what he's working he's out. He's waking up at 3.30 and working out for two hours. You know what? I do want to part in my life with that 
is referred to as fuel. <laughs> you know, as yeah. opposed to just right, sure. absolute total lunacy, gluttony, gluttony yeah, yeah, lunacy, yeah. poor choices, bad choices. You know what it is? That's fuel. It's fuel. <laughs> I mean, I could see Brady on a, like once every month or so, like having a crazy cheat, a cheat day. day? I, it won't be for a while because as clean as he's been eating, I'm sure the second he eats something bad, oh, his stomach is going oh, yeah. to just reject it. Not going to feel good at all. It'd be awful. Yeah, it'll ruin his stomach. Yeah. Hey, Rich, okay. real quick, you know, I've got a little thing in common with Tom Brady, believe it or not. Oh, you're going to go Del Tufo here? What's well, that? I, you know, so there's a guy named Guy O'Siri. He's kind of a legend I in the music sh- business. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> okay, so, you know, this Guy manages guy. Madonna and, yeah. and, and U2 and people like yeah. that. So I've been friends with Guy for like 18, 19 years. Okay. Guy wasn't, he's not really much of a sports guy, right? right. So I had a football one day and I gave it to his oldest son, Oliver. I went over to his house, and mm-hmm. Oliver and I was probably like five or six. Uh-huh. Just had a catch, and Guy told me later. He goes, "Do you realize that the first two people that Oliver ever played catch with were you and, and Tom, Tom Brady?" Brady. <laughs> and I was like, what, "Really?" He goes, yeah. That's so, funny. yeah, that's that's, uh, that's great. That's pretty interesting. So, what's Guy's kid's name? Oliver. Okay, so Oliver can address you behind the velvet ropes. Then that's my man, of course. Okay. Just one. Yeah. No, no, but even. Who's your man or your friend's kid? Well, you like, don't hold them to the same tier system. Well, kids, no man. He's like twelve uh, or thirteen. You, you know? better button. Well, up he your, shouldn't be in the club. Actually, you, better, you better button up your tier system because on tomorrow's show, Stephen A. Smith will be introduced to it in person in studio. I'm ready. That's going to be what we call right there. That's going to be amazing. That's what we call. I, I, I think once I present it to him, I think he'll like it. Dwayne in Appleton, Wisconsin. Let's take your phone call here on the Rich Chester. What's up, Dwayne? Dwayne, hi. How you doing, Rich? What's on your mind, Dwayne? Well, I had a two uh, two part question. Um, what year or what Super Bowl win do you think Tom Brady became the goat? Okay, and also, and also, do you think Brady's seven Super Bowls is greater than Michael Jordan's six NBA championships? Oh man, um, I'll just go. Um, I'll go. Yes, I'll say yes. The Super Bowl is insane. It's insane to to reach, you know, Jordan's teams were like winning 60, 70 games. You know what I mean? Like it's different when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're a one seed or a two seed in the NBA, it's, you know, it it, obviously it's, it's an incredible grind and it's insane, but I'll I'll take football over basketball in that regard. That's number one. And thank you for the call. The other two, when, when did, when did Tom Brady become the goat is a great question. I will say it was Super Bowl five. Number five. The Falcons come back. When he won his fifth ring, and he did it with one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the sport, in the biggest game in front of the largest audience, and and he won, and then he 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 got past Montana and and, and Bradshaw, and, and that was it. That was it. You know, and then now he's won multiple game Super Bowls after the age of of thirty seven. You know. People were doubting him, like, when's it going to be over? That was it. And, and you know, everybody's talking about Brady's retirement through their own life and prism. You just did it, Chris, an hour, in this hour just before uh, this segment, talking about your top seven Tom Brady moments, and one of them was a regular season game because it was a – a big day yeah. in Boston sports. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and, and so Brady means so much to so many people in New England and so many people in Ann Arbor and so many people in Tampa, Florida, and obviously his home area of Northern California. And, you know, th- there's a reason why Patriot fans are all everywhere and they travel well. And it's because of Tom Brady and the number of passages of time people who remember what it used to be on those hot seats and uh in in the old Foxborough and then Gillette comes and Brady comes and Belichick comes and so on and so forth um and so many people are marking the passage of time through Tom which is interesting since it's always been Tom versus time and never really made it about himself very much you know took hometown discounts which you know, as he's retired, the ultimate hometown discount was to discount the Patriots out of his entire retirement hmm. speech and uh, or 
statement that he put out on social media. But uh, through time, that will be uh, hatchet buried and Tom will be in their Hall of Fame in New England and they should have a statue. As we said earlier in the show, it should be, in my mind, him screaming, let's go to the fans and it should be right out there and get the fans fired up as they pass the statue on the way in the building. But for me, you know, uh, being a Michigan Wolverine fan and, you know, getting to see Tom Brady's game before he got in the pros and then not knowing through that entire time that I was introduced to Tom Brady that I would eventually become the host of the first NFL channel dedicated to the sport 24-7-365. The NFL Network was born in 2003. I had no idea I was ever going to leave ESPN, ever. Just start a network for the NFL called NFL Network and then get there and Tom Brady in the 19 years that I was on NFL Network played in nine of the Super Bowls that he was in. Okay? This is our 19th season. As of right now, he's played in half the Super Bowls that NFL Network covered. And just seeing him go through everything in his career, I had a front row seat talking about it and covering it. First two Super Bowls we ever covered were his back-to-back years. Still the only quarterback to do that. Who knows the next time we're going to see it again. And then just the ascendancy of the sport just zooming up in the air that you know we at NFL Network are very proud to have had a role in talking about it all the time and eventizing everything from the combine to the draft to free agency to OTAs to training camp and then the 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 regular season and the playoffs and Brady's been in part of every single one of them obviously his combine predated us but we talk about his combine all the time every year and every draft every draft every draft that we do every time the sixth round 199th pick comes up we talk about him there too and then you know the schedule coming out when are the Patriots going to be on when are you going to see Tom Brady and then who knew free agency period one year the new league year we even talked about him one time when he finally leaves New England to go to Tampa I was on the air when the Chargers tweeted out that they were out on Brady and it was suddenly boom Brady's a buck and I was on the air for that and then the big Thursday night package that the NFL Network built so much on 2007 Brady versus the Giants being there in Giants Stadium for that big night it turned out to be a big night you know with with it turning into because we weren't fully distributed it turned into like the state of the union it was on like three different spots crazy and it was an incredible night and brady throwing touchdown pass number 50 to complete a perfect regular season on the way to the super bowl that we covered watching him shocked by the same giants team it's just been an unbelievable ride and for providing us with so much to talk about and the narrative generating machine that the NFL is for this guy to be reaching his height just at the beginning and then lasting for as long as it did. Thank you, Tom Brady. Honestly. Thank you. What a ride. An unbelievable moment. TB12. And that wraps up this edition of The Rich Eisen Show.